Hey folks and welcome to another episode of PodCraft. This is the podcast about everything podcasting, from equipment to interview skills and everything in between. And as usual, I'm Colin Gray, uh, bringing you more for season seven, really. This is, uh, as you know, this is a little bit of a departure from our usual season-based approach. What we're doing on this season is really covering case studies of successful podcasters, anyone who is making a success from their show and making a return on the effort they're putting into it. Now, that might be profit, it might be uh, connections, it might be simple uh, happiness and well-being. It could be anything at all. Uh, so we're talking to lots of different people who are making a success of their show and however they define that. And this time around, I'm talking to another podcast host called Tom Evans, and he does a show called The Zone Show. Uh, so we're going to get into what Tom does on The Zone Show, how he makes a success of that, how he gets a little bit of a return on the effort he puts into to that show. So I'd like to welcome Tom to the show. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing great and always honoured to be interviewed by another podcast. You can always tell because <laughs> the microphone's always good. <laughs> There's got to be a little bit of uh, equipment uh, envy when you're talking to another podcaster, doesn't there? <laughs> well, for that matter, what are you using just now, just out of, uh, out of interest? Oh, I've got, what have I got? A Blue Yeti. Okay, a classic, a classic in the podcasting world. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for joining me on the show. Uh, really interested to hear. I mean, we've, we've obviously talked a little bit beforehand, but uh, be, um, I'm really looking forward to getting uh, some insights into how you're going about the show, how you're going to return on it, all the successes you've had through it. So uh, do you want to just start off, tell us a little bit about uh, what's, your, what's your kind of uh, one minute pitch on the Zone show? How do you get people to listen? Well, I wrote a book about um, five years ago called The Zone, and it's how to get in the zone and stay in the zone. And what happens if you fall outside the zone? How do you get back in it again? That's what the book's about. So the podcast is all about that. And in the book, I've got uh, 18 chapters. So I've got doing zones, danger zones, being zones. I've got like zones like the addiction zone and the entrepreneurial zone and the and the creative zone and the loving zone and the kind zone. <laughs> so everyone fits into one of these zones, you know. So And, and I basically interview people like you're interviewing podcasters I interview people that have gone on a bit of a journey got some learning you know been to the edge come back again with some enlightenment and and they've learned how to get in and stay in the zone so it's quite a broad brush thing it covers spirituality metaphysics entrepreneurship performance writing music uh, all sorts of things you know excellent well, uh, how many episodes are you up to now 232 i think excellent not, so you not that i'm counting uh, no not at all <laughs> but that's i mean that's uh, a big achievement by anyone's standards so good work on that um over those years i mean that must be how many years now that's about three years i started just at the tail end of 2013 so um, yeah 2014 yes yeah, three and a half years yeah so you're doing you're doing more than weekly then by my maths are you I had a, t a period last year where it went absolutely bonkers. Okay. And I was doing like two a week for about six months. And I, I didn't burn myself out because I can manage my energy and all that kind of stuff. But I just thought this is a bit silly. And uh, so I've now, I've now restricted it to about um, three a month or something like that. And so there was just, a, I tend to do one a week, but I've just had to cut back at the moment to two or three a month uh, just to keep some balance there. What, so what spurred that just out of interest? What made you go more frequent? uh demand um i got um a couple of uh, literary agents got hold of me in the states and they just kept sending me really fantastic guests okay. and there were people that i had a personal interest in i loved their writing and their books and i went i want to speak to that person so it was you know purely pure indulgence on yeah. my part 
really <laughs> and uh, uh and yeah so and, and that's and actually it, it, you go 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 past this little tipping point don't you where finding guests isn't that hard anymore because they kind of find you and i yeah, went through yeah. that tipping point probably 18 months in mm-hmm. and then i just got um i just got overwhelmed don't like saying no because i'm a kind of nice guy as well <laughs> so i just started interviewing loads and loads of people but in general people i really enjoyed chatting to a lot have become friends a lot have become clients you know it's been a it's been a lovely journey excellent yeah yeah that's amazing um why out of interest did you decide to put them out more frequently then as opposed to what a lot of podcasters do which is you get a bunch of interviews in the bag and it just means that you can, you know, you've got a bit of a buffer. What made you just put them out more frequently? Oh, because I like, I like things to be fresh, you know, and uh, if, if I if I record a podcast, I often put it out within 24, 48 hours. Okay. Because I can remember the podcast and, and you, I remember sometimes where you got an edit to be done and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I thought, you know what, there's, there's some people had a message that was very topical and for now and I thought it needs to go out like now. Great. That's, I like that. I like that. It's very fresh. Yeah, just it, it's the power we have as podcasters, isn't it? That we don't have to stick to our weekly schedule or our fortnightly or whatever it is. We can just put stuff out as and when. When we want, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Do you have, uh, so on all of those episodes that you've done, you're talking about people going to the edge and back and uh, the various zones. Do you have... Uh, uh, a, a favourite story that you liked to, that you got from somebody. What, what was one of the most interesting um, revelations that came out in the show? Well, there's a lovely lady who has been on my show three times and is about to come back for her fourth visit. She's 78 years young. <laughs> um, she is the world's expert in near-death experience. So she's been to the edge of death three times and come back right. with all sorts of revelations and wondrous things. She's called PMH Atwater. She decided to to rename herself after a third near-death experience as a as a a person that might sound like a bloke as opposed to a woman because she might not have been taken seriously in a subject. And she's researched this whole phenomenon about um, transpersonal psychology, you know, whereas our consciousness is the inside as outside. But apart from anything, she is just a bundle of fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's always good when you get somebody that's actually quite funny at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so let's get to uh, the the mechanics of the show then. How... We talked about a few different ways that you get a return on on what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've mentioned networking as one of the first ones. That's one of the kind of it's it's one of the side benefits that I always tell people about because it's always the bit that people don't expect how many great people they get to know, get to meet. Is that that's certainly one of your main ones? Is it? It's been the main one in the past, yeah. yeah so the idea yeah. is that you interview somebody, um, they put it out through their social network. Or even put it on. I don't mind if people rehost the the show on their sites mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and then their tribe gets to find you, mm-hmm. and likewise, my tribe gets to find them. So it's that whole thing about how do how do people find you? And as a result of that, my business over the last two years, which used to be primarily UK based, mm-hmm. is now fifty percent um, worldwide and fifty percent UK. Yeah, and so it's actually got people to find me that wouldn't have otherwise found me. Yeah, do you have an example of a time when somebody came directly through that type of um, that type of networking? Uh, a decent client. Yeah, I get. I get. Well, I've got loads of uh, electronic products, um, mm-hmm. all ranging from about ten quid up to uh, about a thousand pounds. And um, and yeah, I, I always say, where did you find me from? And a number of times, someone's bought something when I've been asleep. 
which is always a lovely <laughs> thing. And, and uh, yes, yeah, found me through this, this obscure Zone Show podcast. Yeah. Uh, almost too numerous to mention, to be honest with you. <laughs> Do you have, you mentioned their reposting on their site. That's uh, something I always find an interesting approach. Have you had much experience, uh, sorry, much success through that? Have many people taken you up on that? Where they, I interview a lot of people that are podcast hosts themselves, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the other benefits you get, uh, if I look for, is that if if I put um, the effort into record somebody, the time effort, you know what it takes, then I get a reciprocal interview out of it. Mm-hmm. So when when they're a podcaster as well, then I encourage them to 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 resyndicate the the show, and uh, yeah, I think I had one very successful one where um, another amazing person who was one of my almost like boyhood uh, heroes uh, heard a show on someone else's show and then came on my show which is just great right excellent yeah so you have been you said you'd been trying different ways to to monetize recently one of which you called uh, book casts can you tell me about a bit about <laughs> can you tell me a bit more about that yeah well actually that that came again from uh, a publisher so um so I've got these literary agents that feed me clients from the States that have been kind of useful. And um, and as the show kind of grew in popularity, I got discovered by a local public, English publisher who said, I'd like my interviewees, my, my, my authors, to come on your website. Can you do it? And I said, well, actually, I'll be honest with you. They're not – some of them aren't totally my normal guests. And they said, well, how about if we cross your palm with money because you're such a good interviewer? And even if and even if you don't put it on the zone show, can we have the interview and put it on our website? So I've now just put this um, this package together, which is a thirty to forty five minute interview. I always read the book. Uh, if I think it relates to the zone show, I'll re-syndicate it through the zone show. If it really isn't um, that thing, because they've got people on there that have done sort of historical biographies and things like that that don't have the residence, then I'll, I'm just a paid interviewer, if you know what I mean. And mm-hmm. apart from anything, even though I'm not interested in that genre, you always meet a very nice person and you get to know somebody you wouldn't otherwise know. So uh, it's been kind of good. So, yes, I've just been um, to renting my, my questioning ability out by the hour, which is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of the original sponsored content type approach, isn't it? Uh, a provider comes to you and asks, quite often it happens in blog posts, where they'll come along and ask you to write a blog post about their product and it'll be a sponsored post. But I hadn't seen it that much on podcasting so far, where a whole episode... But I mean, you're still offering quite good value content there, aren't you? As in, you're, you're creating interesting stuff, you're asking for insights, you're teaching in, in a sense... You are, and also you know what it's like if you, if you if you produce your own stuff and you want to do it, you want to advertise it. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to stand in front of a camera and just say, "Hey, you read my book; it's great." But if someone asks you some pertinent and salient questions, yeah. then and and also I'm always looking for the backstory. You know, how did the yeah. person come to, to write that book in the first place? Yeah. And then people get to get to know the author as a person, and then they buy the book as a result of it. Yeah. Or when I say book, it could be book, course, workshop, you name it. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this applies to just about any industry, doesn't it? You can just um, interview product creators, service providers, I suppose, in any industry at all. You got it. Yeah. 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 Do you mind me asking your kind of your structure for that then? What, um, like, what type do you offer different types of interviews at different costs? What's your sort of, um, what's your shopping list there? 
Yeah, it's, it's sort of, I say it's um, a basic 45-minute interview, and then if you need any extra time over that, then it's it's per five minutes. Mm-hmm. But also, I've, I've got a, a very good, very good tame uh, TV studio, multi-camera TV studio with green screen, mm-hmm. and I can rent that whole studio for a day. And uh, so okay. I talked to the publisher the other day about this, saying that if you want to get four four authors lined up then i'll do a tv show version of it again then you take the audio and re-syndicate that through the uh, the the podcast but also shove it out on youtube and all the other channels as well so yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so I, I, i'm my background is broadcasting so i'm, a, I'm an ex-bbc tv engineer but i've always been right. behind the camera so it's kind of interesting to come on this side of the uh, this side of the microphone yeah and, yeah as they say you know good face for radio and that sort of stuff <laughs> but so you've got some you've got some credentials there really to uh, to justify charging for this haven't you yeah and actually and i've learned to be i've learned the craft of asking good questions and and i get a lot of people listening to the podcast saying oh i was just i was just hoping you'd ask just that question of them and you dared to ask that question yeah and in fact one of the things i send out a, um, a sort of uh, guest uh, briefing document and i do say in that that let let me know the one the best thing that could ever happen as a result of listening to the podcast but also if you've got three questions you've always wanted to answer but no one's ever dared or thought to ask <laughs> then let me know what they are and i'll stick them in there somewhere or other. that's interesting yeah because yeah. there must be a lot out there that people wish they were asked about this little secret part of their uh, skills or their personality yeah but I, I always read the book i always look at their website i always do it There's, you know the, the, i might spend an hour hour doing the actual recording by the time you've spoken to the the guest you've got at least an hour to edit it and i spent about two or three hours beforehand yeah. or more reading the book so you know you put it's it's not you you won't uh, you won't die rich as as a result of it but it's a lot <laughs> of fun and it just it helps just um keep the coffers topped up yes indeed do you mind sharing how much you charge for that yeah they're, they're running at the moment at 450 mm-hmm. 450 pounds okay yeah. and i see on on your sales page so every extra 10 minutes is 45 mm-hmm. isn't it and then something of that nature yeah. Yeah, yeah and then the video is another 300 so yeah that gives mm-hmm. it's just great it's great to get the numbers because it gives people an idea of where they could mm-hmm. sort of fit into these but yeah that's i really like that approach um and like i say the only sponsored content that i've really seen recently was i mean the really big providers like uh, like gimlet media charging five figures for this type of stuff so it's great to see mm. some people making a success of this approach in the in a smaller way right what about other ways then what you, you talked about the fact that you've looked into or you experimented with sponsorship sort of more traditional sponsorship as well what was your experience of that well, a year ago, I, I host with Audio Boom, who have now um, partnered with iHeart, and they've got a sponsored content thing going on mm-hmm. where you um, you allow ads to come on the show. So I allowed ads to come on the show, and uh, I've had a trickle of cash, so it hasn't really been a, a great success. Okay. Um, so as, as a result of that, what I do is I host an ad-free version on my own website mm-hmm. um, and then let that all syndicate out. But uh, I'm thinking of pulling the plug on that. Um, right, mainly okay. not not because it hasn't worked you know because if you don't try things you never find out but yeah, um, yeah. some of the ads i don't really like quite very much thank you very much so. yeah so are the are these are automatically inserted ones by audio then? yeah and you can choose what sort of anything you don't want on there. you don't want gambling and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff you can choose it not to be on there but uh yeah. you know that you know what it's like when you got your lovely uh your lovely tone of interviewing and then yeah. there's some big flashy ad before it, it just jars a little bit so yes. aesthetically i'm a i want to go to an ad free environment again soon yeah absolutely um and you are they dynamic ads as in they change over time or are they put into your shows and they stay there forever 
Oh no, they're completely dynamically generated. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, how, how does how do AudioBoom structure that? Then are they are they taking the sort of standard industry CPMs like you're talking about twenty five dollars per mid roll, twenty for a pre roll type of thing? Oh, all then, of that stuff. Yeah, 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 and then taking a percentage of that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's. Um, I mean, there's a there's a lot of providers out there. So it's a good thing for people to know about, but it's, I like the fact that you're talking about the fact that it's not <laughs> its not necessarily in your style because there's a lot of people jumping on this because it seems like an easy way to do it, getting dynamic ads in. And I've a couple of the shows that I listen to quite religiously actually have recently started putting ads in and they're actually cutting off the middle of sentences and stuff like that. So they're not even choosing really where to put in dynamic ads and it's just, yeah, it can ruin a good show, I think. Yeah, it's not as bad as that. It just runs for 20 or 30 seconds, then I start, and then they run one at the end. And they don't run uh, all okay. the time. Yeah. They don't, they don't run every single play. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I let it go for a year. I like to try these things out. If you never try it, you never find out. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's worth yeah. experimenting with, isn't it? For sure, yeah. Great. So I couldn't I couldn't let you go before without asking a few of your more uh, subject uh, domain questions. <laughs> so uh, you talked earlier on about energy. Um, that's something that I think that a lot of the podcasters that we talk to, you know, it's talked about as an approach to say record three or four shows at once. And it's what we do, actually. I tend to record maybe two or three shows on the bounce to um queue up the content and make sure we're doing it efficiently and uh, the problem you can have with that is you know your energy starts to fail and you're you're feeling a bit uh, groggy mm-hmm. by the last one how do you how do you coach people around how to sort of maintain energy when you're creating content over say even half a day or a day long uh, endeavor well there's two tricks uh, one is water mm-hmm. and the other is the breath Okay. And uh, and it's long, and I I I I'm a I've become by accident a meditation and mindfulness teacher and uh, and the breath powers loads of things it doesn't just keep us alive it actually energizes our brain um it it, it generates inspiration there's a specific breathing technique that I teach uh, and in quite a lot of the podcasts if I'm interviewing another meditation teacher I get them to do a guided meditation and sometimes I throw some of mine in mm-hmm. as well and this meditation technique is great as a who was the guy? Mike. Um, Mike, who does the 24-hour podcast. Uh, did you hear about this guy? I can't remember his second name now. Oh, Mike uh, Russell. That's it. He did a 24-hour yeah. podcast, yeah, yeah. and I was I was his. I was something like his 20th hour, and ah. he was really he was really really flagging. Yes. And I said to him, Look, "Just do this technique, right?" So I got him to put his left finger on his left nostril and breathe in and out of his right nostril uh, five times, and then flip over again. Okay. And then and then every time he flagged, he just did that, and he said that kept him going till the very end of it. So this breathing <laughs> technique is a great way of just getting you going. But breathing in general, making sure you've got enough water, having a gap obviously between uh, uh, guests is. is the thing and uh and actually i suppose the biggest thing is being prepared because if you've got your questions all prepared you know you know where you're going to go um then uh why not yeah absolutely no that's really useful i think that's because it's something that definitely comes up quite a lot with our uh, mm. our audiences how to keep going when you're when you're trying to do a batch recording so that's really good mm. um i believe you do you say you dropped accidentally into meditation as well but i, I think you're you're quite prolific with it now as well aren't you do you believe you appear on um an app that i've started using which is insight timer is that right yeah, they were the ones that I was until they found me. I thought I was an author who did meditations as accessories for his books. Uh-huh. But since then, I've become a, a meditation teacher who has books as accessories. Yeah. And they found me about eighteen months ago, and I put a meditation up that was already free on my website. 
And they said, have you looked at your stats about a month later? I said, no. And, and in one month, there had been 6,000 listens. And everyone was saying they love this British accent, the fact that I say, <laughs> don't don't meditate if you're, if you're driving operating machinery or flying a jumbo jet. And there's a bit <laughs> of humor in, in this normally worthy subject. Yeah. Uh, and just as of now, about 400,000 listens about 18 months later. Excellent. And, and it's actually, it, it, it's allowed me to step into a different uh, phase of my life and career now, which is, which is great. Um, and actually, I've just literally just written a book, which was Meditations First, Book Second. And I've literally just produced my first set of meditation only products for a, a weight loss company in America who approached me through the app. Uh, they found me through the app. They listened to all the people on there, about 40, 50 people guides, guides on there and said, we like the sound of this guy's voice. Uh, and they commissioned me to to create uh, seven weight loss meditations. Yeah, that's brilliant. Which so, is great, and and it's all using this voice. You know, it's all yes. this 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 tool that we have. You know? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Hi, if you have it, you might as well use it. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny actually because um, it happens with us as well. Like because I obviously podcasting kind of took off in the US and it still is prolific over there. More, much more so than here. It's a way to stand out, isn't it? You've got to use every tool at your disposal. Um, and something as simple as an accent accent can be can be a useful tool for you. For sure, and I love the the, the lovely uh, Scottish lilt that's uh, <laughs> coming through your microphone. At the moment. <laughs> well, it's funny how often it's commented on. So yeah, it's good. <laughs> do you think? I mean, do you think that meditation is something that podcasters should be should be thinking about? Does it apply to podcasting to content creation in particular in any any particular way? That's a great question. Um, I think meditation is, for, for me, meditation is something which has got to have a practical uh, out, output. So if you can use it for redu- reducing stress and anxiety, which is a classic uh, reason people meditate. I'm As an ex-engineer, when I discovered it, I found out that you could be more creative and productive when you meditate. I discovered loads of other things you could do with in the meditative state to get more things done in less time and to let magic come into your world. And, you know, like just when let's say you, you need another podcast guest, the most perfect one just shows up all of that wonderful stuff. So for me, so long as there's a crossover into the podcast, so there's, there's a reason for it to be there. Absolutely. You know, but I'll give you some examples. Uh, if you've got a dating podcast, I've got some meditations to, to help people find their soulmate. If you've, okay. got a, if you've got a travel podcast, I've got a meditation that reduces jet lag, you know, so I can always find loads of reasons to put a meditation alongside a podcast. And I, I work with uh, a load of uh, ambient musicians mm-hmm. as well who produce the ambient music at the back of the podcast. So, again, music podcasts, there been another resident, another residence there. And I like doing one thing, which is great and very rare in in podcasting circles mm. of going silent for a minute or two in a podcast <laughs> so shutting up yes. as part of it which is just wonderful yeah that's excellent <laughs> well thanks very much for joining me in the show tom that's been really useful really great to hear how you're making your podcast work for you and a wee bit about the uh, yeah the meditation well-being side of things as well so um if you're out there listening you've enjoyed this and uh, you want to learn a bit more about tom you can find his website at TomEvans.co. And if you want to do any of the meditations, you can find them at insighttimer.com forward slash Tom Evans. Uh, what's your what's your social media of choice, Tom, if anybody wants to follow up with you? Well, I'm called The Book Right. I started out, I, I was a board IT consultant in my mid-40s, then I started meditating, then I became an author's mentor. So all over social media, I became this character called The Book Right, which is like playwright book with a book in it. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and I've still, I still have a lot of authors write their books. 
Um, but I haven't been able to get around to changing my social media moniker. Now I'm this other kind of person. Again, yeah. I mean, and and I'm, I'm known for that in lots of places. So, uh, uh, yeah, the book right on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, all of those places. Excellent. And will yeah. your when will your meditation product be coming out? Will it be available anytime soon? Yeah, the, the weight loss meditations uh, is out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get those from our website along with the, all the other ones on jet lag and that kind of thing. And I've got a new um, mindfulness course on time management coming out in a month's time, uh, which is how to change your uh, how to change your time by changing your mind and getting lots of things done in less time. Oh, I'm have to check that out myself then. <laughs> Was that all on TomEvans.com? Yeah, it goes through TomEvans.co and it all sort of sp- uh, spans out from there. Perfect. Okay, well, thanks again for your time, Tom. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs>